You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Xi Jinping has done his best to dismantle Deng Xiaoping's achievements. He brought private companies established under Deng under the control of the CCP and undermined the dynamism that used to characterize them. Rather than letting private enterprise blossom, Xi Jinping introduced his own China dream that can be summed up in two words, total control. That has had disastrous consequences. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if there is a more disgusting human being or a more evil human being than the one we just watched. Should we pray for that man? That's a hard question. I mean, yes, the answer is yes. We should pray for that man. That is ultimately... The answer, yes, we should pray for that man. But that's about as hard as saying we should have prayed for Hitler. Because outside of uh, exterminating six million Jews, this guy might be the next worst thing to Adolf Hitler. Why? Well, not only because of what he's done with Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the rest of the, disrup- the disruption to, to any kind of civility anywhere, Ladies and gentlemen, but this man actually helped Adolf Hitler kill and exterminate his own people. I don't know if too many people, I don't know very many people, I should say, actually know the history of George Soros. George Soros is a Hungarian Jew. And when George Soros was little, he pretended to be a Christian 
so that he did not get exterminated along with the Jews. No problem with that. Okay. But then he had a protector, and that protector and him actually went around rounding up Jews and leading them to their, exter- ex- their, uh, their extermination, their termination, their ultimate death. And you want to know how the Nazi party and Adolf Hitler and his uh, officials used people like George Soros? They used them to go around and pretend that they were running from the Nazis because they were Jews just so they could see if anybody would, would, would offer them any kind of help or hide them from the Nazis. And what would happen is every family that's tried to pull this little boy in to make sure that he was okay, they would then just be, they would be, um, uh, a, a ton of Nazi soldiers would ascend on their home, take them out, take everything that they had, burn their home down, and lead them to concentration camps. That's what this guy did and helped the Nazis exterminate his own people. And his life after that, Never really did anything and never got better. He became rich. Yeah, he became rich because of the people he associated himself with. And then he tried to disrupt Western civilization and freedom all around the world ever since. That's what kind of a disgusting human being George Soros is. Let me play you a clip, ladies and gentlemen. And this this clip comes from years ago. As you can see, he can actually still talk. But let me play you a, a clip of him having no whatsoever, no regrets for his Nazi collaboration. Check this out. My understanding is, is that you went out with this protector of yours who swore that you were uh, his adopted godson. Yes, yes. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. That's right. Yes. I mean, that's, that sounds uh, like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult? Uh, not, not, not at all. Not, not at, at all, all, he says. It wasn't difficult Maybe at as all. as a child, you don't, you don't see the connection. Uh, but it, was, it created no, no problem at all. No, no feeling sure. of guilt. No problem. No, no For feeling example, of guilt. That, uh, I'm Jewish, uh, and here I am watching these people go, I could just as easily be there. I should be there. None of that. Well, uh, of course, I, uh, uh, I could this. be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom it, the thing is being taken away. Uh, um, but there was no sense that I shouldn't be there, because uh, that was, uh, uh, well, actually, funny way, it's just funny. like in markets that if I weren't there, of course I wasn't doing it, but somebody else would, 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 would be taking it away anyhow. You know? See what he said? He said, if I wasn't the one doing it, somebody else would have been doing it anyhow. Said it with a smile on his face and then said, funny thing is, if I wasn't there doing it, somebody else would have been doing it. Oh, that's real funny. That's real funny, considering that we just had Holocaust Remembrance Day the other day. That's the video that I should have played. I didn't want to dishonor. Uh, I didn't want to dis- dishonor any any Jews out there. I didn't want to dishonor the day. I didn't want to dishonor the remembering of the Holocaust by playing that evil scumbag. So I've had that kind of tucked away since then, and I figured today would be a perfect day to show that cold open and talk about that. Why? Why? Why today? Because, ladies and gentlemen, what this country is doing, what some of these elected officials, these elite, these swamp donkeys, and these people that should not be in the positions that they're in. 
what they're trying to do today is trying to is trying to do little pieces of what George Soros has been funding in this country for years. BLM, Antifa, destroying patriotism, destroying Donald Trump, destroying freedom. This is what this man does. He is an evil, evil, sick individual. And if Hitler did die many, many years ago, like it says in the history books, if he did die, well, then this guy uh, took, took basically just continued to go on and, uh, and, 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 and perfect his work. And the reason why I played that cold open today is because it's going to have some connection with what we're talking about, with what they're trying to do with President Donald Trump, patriotism, and every single one of us in this country. That's why I played that cold open today. But ladies and gentlemen, you are locked and loaded right here on your favorite program in the, uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. Maybe, uh, I don't know, we kind of compete with, uh, kind of compete with uh, Bannon there. <laughs> no competition. He's definitely <laughs> killing us uh, when it comes to uh, getting the message out there. But you know what? All boats rise. We're all working together. So you're locked and loaded here on Live from America. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And it is always a blessing to come to you every single day behind this screen in this seat. And I could not thank you guys enough. I will not. I cannot thank you guys enough for putting me in the position that I'm in. Although I would ask you, 1,000 shares, folks. I know it's a pain. I know you got to go through it and just do it, keep doing it and keep doing it. But if we get 1,000 people to share once, we're good. If we get 1,000 people to share once, we're good. If we only get 500 of the 4,000 that are watching right now to share twice, that would be good. Groups and your messenger. That's the best way to get it out. I want to say thank you to the Rumble family, the Live from America Rumble family, and, of course, the Getter family. Let me give you a quick update, ladies and gentlemen. We have $1,500 in the Slurp Fund. But we're going to be uh, getting, we're going to be uh, diminishing that slurp fund quite a bit in the next week. Okay, um, in that slurp fund, we are going to send four hundred dollars to Roxy, Roxy Malone on uh, on on here on Rumble. She's been uh, she's been down and out for quite a while, and I've been really, really, really busy to the point where I forgot to even get back to her. But she needs help. She's not going to have really any income for three months, so we have to help her. So we're going to be sending $400 of the 15 to Roxy. I emailed her this morning. I actually called her too. Roxy, if you're watching, that was me who called. Um, and I also want to tell you that uh, we're going to be helping some people get stocked up for uh, getting ready for these truckers, this trucker convoy, this freedom convoy that's going to be happening in America. It might tighten up some things and make the shelves even more dry. So we're going to work on um, helping as many people as we can out right now to prepare now to get things that you might need, like toilet paper and stuff that's not perishable so that it might be able to last through this, uh, through this trucker convoy that we're about ready to see here in America as well. We have to be ahead of the game. We cannot be behind the game. We have to be in front of things. We cannot be behind things anymore, guys. We cannot be behind things anymore. Uh, Biden Stinks says, good morning, Jeremy. I passed your name around on Diamond and Silk show I watched yesterday. That would be great. I would love to get them on. I really would love to get them on. Thank you so very much. Um, give you an update on monthly income, folks. We jumped up massively from yesterday to today. We are now 75% of our monthly goal, folks, in just 16 days. 75%. So take that, PayPal. Thank you very much, PayPal. We should all, we should take some of that money from the Slurp Fund and we should send PayPal a little gift basket with a little thank you stuff with some You Can't Beat God shirt in there and a You Can't Beat God hat and say thank you. Thank you very much for finally getting us away from all of the cancel culture in this world. It is a wonderful, wonderful time to be alive. 
Donnie C, not up to Jeremy, just waiting on Rumble to update. Hey, Jeremy, Candy from North Carolina, love my Freedom t-shirt. Well, God bless you, girl. Thank you very much. What's going on with Donnie C? Um, I have not talked to Donnie in a few days, folks. I have been straight out here uh, with a lot of things with the studio, trying to get things uh, right. We've had a lot of people remoting in and trying to work on the studio, and I've had a lot of meetings. So I've not talked to Donnie in a few days. Last I saw, he was doing a little better. Um, So let's just continue to pray for Donnie. I will reach out to Donnie today. I know there's some few messages he sent me that I have not seen yet, um, but I will talk to Donnie today. Hopefully he comes in here. But yeah, PayPal, thank you very much. Thank you, and and a bigger thank you to every single one of you. I really, really, really did not think we would be this far back this this quick. So uh, let's get to the verse of the day. The verse of the day today is really going to explain why I chose joy to be the theme of 2022 here on Live from America. Let's get to the let's get to the verse of the day. Let's do uh, some uh, some uh, do, do the Lord's prayer, and then we'll do some shout outs to everybody right after that. Okay, verse of the day today, talking about jubilee, ladies and gentlemen, because I believe we are in a modern day year of jubilee. Verse of the day comes from Luke four eighteen and nineteen, and of course, I titled this newsletter the Year of Jubilee. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Can I get an amen just for that verse, folks? Can we get an amen and give all glory to God just for that beautiful, amazing verse? Let me repeat it because it is so amazing and so powerful. We cannot let this, uh, we cannot just forget the words of this verse. It's absolutely amazing. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to perform the year, or excuse me, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This verse was written by Isaiah about 650 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. It was a prophetic scripture that was describing the year of Jubilee. It was taught in Jewish synagogues thousands of times for years upon years, but never by the person that it actually referred to. The year of Jubilee is described in Leviticus as a year when no farmer worked in their fields for that year and kept the Sabbath. The Lord provided for people what they needed, no more and no less, miraculously providing enough resources to last them three years until their crops could be harvested. This only happened once every 55 years, and in, all, and in that time, all the land was given back to its original owner, all debt was canceled, all slaves were set free, and it was a year of new beginnings. Jesus gave every single one of us an eternal spiritual jubilee because through him God has canceled all of our sins and everything the devil has stolen from us has been returned we have freedom from the slavery of sin forever because of what Christ did we are also in a year of jubilee in our country as well folks I sense healing recovery restoration and joy in our future in this country, and I am so very excited 
to do God's work alongside all of you. And it is truly an honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The year of Jubilee, everybody. Gracie says she was reading from, uh, from Isaiah yesterday. See how, the, see how the Lord brings us all together, you guys? Do you see how he puts us all on the same page here on Life from America? Do you see how he uses you, Gracie? Do you see how he uses you, uh, Corn Pop, who we love so very much? God bless you and thank you very much for being uh, back in the comment chat. I know things have been rough. That's why he's anointed you, Joe, uh, Evie, Rosewood, Stephanie, Melly, Scotty, all of you, Denise, that's why he's anointed you to reach out and help the people who need help this year. And that's what we're doing here on Life from America, and I'm so very excited to be a part of it. Nothing in my life has ever been as great as it is right now with all of you. So let's say the Lord's Prayer. I would say remove your hats. I'll say it anyway, just in case you are. Today, I've decided not to wear a hat. Today, I decided to go completely uh, uh, head naked <laughs> here on Life from America. Uh, so if you are wearing a hat, please remove your hat. If you haven't shared or rumbled or liked the video yet, whether you're watching on Getter or Rumble, please do that. And for all those watching on Roku and Fire Stick, join with us in one collective voice as we put God's name above everybody else's and say the Lord's Prayer together. Ready? I'm ready. I got a heck of a show for you today, so let's, uh, let's start it off right. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Let's get as many people that we can in this live feed right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an action item right now. I feel the Lord today. I feel, and it's not just because like normal we want to grow the show. Today, I feel like we need to get some positivity out. I feel like we need to get some energy out. We need to get some heavenly courage out there, and we need to give it to as many people as possible. I want to see all of us right now responsible, every one of us responsible to get in 6,000 plus people in the Rumble View and 500 plus people in the Getter View. Let's get that going. Let's get the word out there to everybody that we can, and let's truly change the world, okay? Let's do some shout outs real quick. Amen, says Terry Sue on Rumble. God bless you, girl. Sierra says amen. Better late than never, says Delta. God bless you. Thank you for joining in. Uh, Corn Pop, God bless you. I love you and I love your entire uh, family and I hope things are well. God bless you and thank you for joining in today. And good to see you. The kingdom come. Yes, I believe you are correct, girl. I believe you are correct. The glory forever, says Nancy. Nancy, thank you very much. Roxy, how you doing, girl? I, I emailed you this morning and called you as well. I'll get a hold of you after as well as Donnie C. Okay? Evie Rosewood, good to see you. Deb from Illinois. Cindy from the great state of Wisconsin. We're talking about Wisconsin today. Alex, watching from Kansas on Rumble. God bless you, my friend. Thank you so very much. Tom from Wisconsin as well. Good to see you, my brother. Dave and Pat Kidd, how you doing? Thank you for joining in today. Please sing happy birthday to who? Who are we singing happy birthday to? It's going too fast, guys. Oh, I couldn't see who the birthday was. Whoever's birthday it is, God bless you and happy birthday. 
How you doing, Lori? Thank you for joining in. And Seth from Illinois. Hey, let's go over and see our Getter family. We can't leave them hanging. We got a Getter family that we're responsible for. So we got to get over there and we got to say hi to all those folks too. So I'm going over there right now to do that. Are we even live on Getter? It doesn't even look like we're live on Getter. There it is. There's that live. We only got a couple hundred people on Getter. We got to get that up too. Here we go. Barb's, how you doing? Good to see you. Trina Griffin, thanks for joining in. She says from South Georgia. Bree K. She says, LFA family from gorgeous, sunny Washington State. I, that, I've, you know I've never been to that state. Never been to that state. Joe says, Jeremy, I love your naked noggin. Well, <laughs> calm down now. This is a friendly, kid, kid-friendly show. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Delma Warren is watching on Rumble. I mean, on Getter. Thank you. Aram Maliki says, hey, how you doing, Aram? Thanks for joining in. Nanetta says, shout out from Alabama. Keith Day is watching. Suzanne Getter LFA family is awesome. I agree. It's kind of like they were the YouTube family, right? It's like all the YouTube family uh, migrated to Getter. Uh, Mystic Soul. Hi, Jeremy. Karen from Wisconsin. Well, God bless all of you. Thank you very much. Let's get started with the first and foremost section of the day because we got a lot to get through and we're going to get through it one way or another. First and foremost. Are you ready? Let's say it. Ready? Hey, Freddie, say it with me. Let's get ready to rumble. Here we go. Trump mentioned something the other day at his rally Saturday in Texas. He said, if they, those crooked uh, district attorneys in Georgia and New York, if they attempt to stop him from coming back to the White House by trumping up, see how I did that? Trumping up fake charges so they can get a fake indictment off a fake investigation that should never have taken place to begin with. He says, if that happens, he hopes to see the largest protests that the world has ever seen. Now, the left took that and they ate it like a piece of meat right to the bone. You had all the liberals on TikTok, all the liberal TV shows, all the late night talk shows saying Trump is radicalizing his base at his rallies now. Trump is radicalizing his base so that he can create another January 6th moment. Let me just break down something for you right now. The fact that it wasn't an armed protest means that there's no way it could have been an insurrection. Number one. Number two, as Biden would say, if we were really going to really attempt to do an insurrection, we would have come armed. And I mean, we as we the people, and we would have taken back what was ours by force, which the constitution tells us we have a duty to do. As long as we have well-organized militias anyway, we have a duty to do once our government gets too bad. Number three. If you losers out there, you know what? Stealing an election was one thing. We get it. You bested us. You got us. We got you. Don't worry. We got your number. Stealing an election is one thing. Putting a political, uh, uh, political uh, person like Donald Trump, who's, um, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, coming back to that White House to try to get rid of him. Thank you so much, Jen, for the slurp fund. God bless you for putting that $100 in. God bless you. If they try to get rid of him by doing fake investigations, phony indictments, and phony charges, and then, and then try to put him, in, uh, put him in prison, you think you... Let me just tell you this. My opinion is that Americans are not going to put up with that. In my opinion, this is no kind of threat in any way. This is what I'm seeing from the ground. And every state that I go to, if you get rid of your political opponent by putting them in prison because of years of fake investigations, wrongful and illegal investigations, 
You are going to see an uprising in this country like you've never seen before. And if that is what the left and the globalists want, well, then they're going down the right road. They're going down the right road if that is what they want. Now, I'm here to tell you because you elitists are so far out of the loop, you are so far out of touch with the American people that you don't understand the American people. Let me give you a message from the American people. There is a red line in the sand. If you put Donald J. Trump in prison falsely on false charges, something that you guys built and manufactured yourself like Russia, 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 and the phone call with Ukraine and everything else that you guys mischaracterize and lie about, you will see that red line get crossed. And when that red line gets crossed, America will no longer be the America that you and I grew up in. So this is my plea to the people out there, to the fake and phony district attorneys out there who are doing everything but their job and who are going against every word of the Constitution. This is my, my request. And you call it a plea, you can call it whatever you want. Stop this stuff now. Because I can only see this ending up bad for every one of you, for every one of us, and all the collateral damage in between. Stop this now. If the guy did something wrong and illegal, you'd have something by now. You cannot continue to investigate something where there is nothing just to hope you find something. What you're going to do is you're going to destroy the very fabric of this country. And the people are not going to lose. The people never lose in the end, and God always wins. This is why I opened up this morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is exactly why I opened up this morning with that cold open of George Soros. Because these tactics, this kind of stuff, is exactly what the left has been doing for decades to disrupt freedom. Look what they're doing to the truckers right now, to the Freedom Convoy right now. They're going in there posing as protesters with the truckers, and they're literally causing major problems to make them look bad. So Justin Trudeau, from some hidden camp somewhere, can talk about how they're Nazis and racists. Oh, of course. And if you don't think that Soros has anything to do with these DAs, if you don't think that Soros has anything to do with Letitia James or has funded her in any way, shape, or form to get where she, get where she is, if you don't think that George Soros is behind this DA in Georgia who's funded them to get them where they are, well, then you're sadly mistaken, you're ignorant, or you've just been living under a rock, or you're just stupid. Because that's what this guy does. He is behind these very investigations into President Trump. Now, George Soros, I don't care if he's 90 or 900. The one thing that he does not want to do is go head to head with somebody like Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has had George Soros' number for a long time. And I'm not talking about his cell phone number. You get what I'm saying. All I can tell you this, all I can tell you is this. If you cross that red line, the people are not going to stand for it. And the people never lose against their corrupt dictatorship that is oppressing them and holding them down. Never. You might win for a year, five years, maybe even a decade. Sooner or later, those people take back what is theirs. And I could promise you, you will not hold this country for five years or a decade if you cross that red line. The red line should have been the election. It wasn't. It wasn't enough to wake up enough people in this country. 
You throw your political prisoner, in, uh, you throw your political opponent in prison, that's when you're going to see the red line. That's when you're going to see the red line because that is the ultimate smack in the face to the people and what the people want. That is an ultimate spit in the face to we the people and saying what you want does not matter. We're going to put him in jail so he can't become what you want and do what you want. Now, President Trump released a statement. Yesterday, I showed you the trailer to the new documentary movie coming out from Dinesh D'Souza and True the Vote, where it is going to show massive amounts of fraud on the ground with these fake mail-in ballots. God bless all those donating during the show. It's truly incredible, and we're going we're gonna to do some good with that. I promise you. Um, the funny thing about this whole thing with Donald Trump and what they're trying to do is that they're already screwed. Because when you open up investigations like this and you put an indictment out there like they want to start, like they want to do, they're already asking for an indictment from a federal grand jury, folks. When you do that, you're going to open yourself up to all the investigation too. And then you have to investigate the fraud. You have to investigate the fraud. Let's, before we go to the statement that Donald Trump made, let's go back and let's break down what I'm talking about with this Georgia DA, okay? The Fulton County Georgia DA is going after Trump on junk charges, but opens up her own office to investigations on all the fraud accusations coming out of Fulton County. Now, last week, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis requested a special grand jury in her investigation into former uh, President Donald J. Trump's efforts to overturn Georgia's fraudulent 2020 election results. So what they're doing is they're taking that ridiculous phone call that was doctored by Raffensperger saying that Trump tried to order him to put in votes that didn't exist, which is completely false. The move would allow the far-left DA to submit subpoena requests to the special grand jury, unlocking a powerful tool to move the investigation forward. Willis sent out a letter to the chief judge on the Fulton County Superior Court on January 20th. Okay? Willis and her handlers are investigating a a now infamous call between President Trump and Secretary of State Brad Rattenberger in which Trump pressured the secretary to uncover what he insisted was fraud that would overturn Georgia's election results. The infamous phone call between Trump and the Secretary of State was recorded by Raffensperger and his office. Then they leaked and lied about it to the far left uh, Washington Post. We all know this. Georgia chairman of the Republican Party, David Schaefer, posted this on his Twitter account as the news broke after they all got caught lying about the phone call. And basically, he did the correction and, and pointed out that the, the Brad Raffensperger's uh, team was lying and that they doctored everything and that they uh, edited everything before they sent it to the, to the uh, Washington Post. I won't read you the entire tweet. District Attorney Willis screwed up when she sent out that letter on January 20th, though, live from America Family. Willis says in her letter that she is, quote, investigating the facts and the circumstances relating directly to the possible attempts to disrupt the lawful administration of the 2020 election. What this does legally is it opens up the attorney general's um, investigation and her office um, to investigate all the claims of fraud in that county, including stuffing the ballots three times, 
through the election machines that we have video footage of. And there's also evidence of paid ballot traffickers stuffing ballot boxes with thousands of illegal ballots. We have that. We have the terabytes and terabytes of footage that correlate with the cell phone pings that pretty much target every person who did this. And we have the, uh, the whistleblower who uh, has already given us the trail of money. Now, if the far-left district attorney does not want to be charged with selective prosecution, which is exactly what her and Letitia James are doing, then she will want to investigate all accusations of election fraud. So let's see how this plays out. So I played you yesterday, I played you the, um, the, the trailer to the new movie, uh, coming out by True the Vote and Dinesh D'Souza. If you, did, if you have not seen that trailer, go back and watch yesterday's, yesterday's video. I won't play it again. However, Donald Trump released a statement that said this. Highly respected Dinesh D'Souza, working together with Catherine Engelbrecht of True the Vote, just released a trailer to their new movie, 2,000 Mules, that shows the world exactly how the 2020 presidential election was rigged and stolen. You're not going to be able to get away from this footage, folks, which is why this is all Russia, 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 which is why if they do do any kind of indictment and they do try to bring up any possible charges, it's all BS. It's all bull. It's not real because we have the evidence. The movie exposes the lies of the Democrats, the rhinos, and the fake news who say it, it, it was the, quote, most secure election in history. It was perhaps the least secure in history, Trump said. The ballot box was stuffed and stuffed like never before. I can see. It's funny how he puts out statements the way he speaks. The ballot boxes were stuffed and they were stuffed like never before. And it's all on video. They were stuffed like the world has never seen. Ballots were trafficked and sold in a massive operation in each swing state. I reported that to you guys months and months ago. But the fact that we opened up, we've, we now know what happened in, in each swing state I reported about a month ago. The evidence is so damning. What will the cowards who sat and did nothing about their stolen election say now, President Trump said. The way our votes were taken away is a disgrace to our nation and it must be fixed. So let me ask you a question. You got Donald J. Trump putting out statements like this. You got Trump on the golf course saying 45th and 47th as when he refers to himself as the president. You have Donald Trump at these rallies saying, get ready to fight like never before. Get ready to win like you've never won before. We're taking it all back. We caught them all. Would Trump be saying any of that stuff, putting out any of these statements, if he doesn't know where this is all going, if he doesn't know how this is going to end, would he be so sure? Look, he didn't only write a book called The Art of the Deal. He wrote a book called The Art of the Comeback. And many of you have not even read The Art of the Comeback, but The Art of the Comeback may be a better book than The Art of the Deal. The Art of the Comeback tells you exactly how to defeat your enemy and come back when everybody thinks that you're down in the dumps and that there's no way for you to come back. His book is about how to identify these people, how to target these people, how to make these people believe one thing while you're doing another and then come back and pounce on them when they least expect it. That's what the whole book is is basically saying. And you don't think that this man is is, uh, planning an epic an epic comeback, uh, like, uh, 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 like the world like the world has never seen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're not following what I'm following, okay? You're not following what I'm following. Now, President Trump also released a statement yesterday 
exactly on where he is with political donations from his PACs. This guy is killing it right now. Let's go to this and read it together. Let me, uh, let me make this more accessible for you guys to see here. All right, here we go. Check this out. President Donald J. Trump's political committee announces over $122 million in cash on hand with over $51 million raised from July 1st, 2021 to December 31st, 2021. So just six months. President Trump's political committees have raised $122 million, ladies and gentlemen, or excuse me, have over $122 million in cash on hand after raising over $51 million during the period between July 1st and December 31st. President Trump's continued and unprecedented pace of fundraising shows that the future of the Republican Party in 2022 and beyond remains perhaps the strongest in our country's history. The MAGA movement is here to stay, he says. This massive fundraising accomplishment does not include the hundreds of millions of dollars raised by other candidates and organizations who use President Trump's name, <coughs> Ronald McDaniel, likeness, <coughs> GOP, endorsement, and American First Agenda, <coughs> Republican National Committee, as a platform for their efforts further strengthening the movement he began in 2016. Taylor, um... Taylor Budowich, director of communication for President Trump and Save America PAC, said President Trump has um, has built a political organization that continues to capture and define the future of the Republican Party. From the massive and unprecedented Save America rallies to these record-breaking fundraising numbers, there is no question that the Make America Great Again wave is set to crash across the midterms, and carry forward all the way through 2024. In the history of this country, there has never been a more reliable or winning endorsement of a candidate than that of President Trump. President Trump is increasingly well-positioned to look beyond November as the need for his leadership has never been more important. Folks, he is crushing it right now. He is crushing it right now. So let's give a, uh, let's put our coffee cups up, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, this brand new coffee cup with this, got the, uh, the uh, image behind me is now on the uh, Jeremy Harrell website, but let's raise our coffee cups and let's give a toast to Donald Trump for fighting through everything. Even though sometimes he makes mistakes, we all make mistakes like bad endorsements, but he is still by far the leader of this party and the only one positioned to save this country the way we all want it to be saved. Outside of God, the only human, I should say. So he's killing it, folks. He's killing it. Now, I brought up his bad endorsements. Let's just talk about them for a minute. I don't understand. Let's, let's just put it this way. It's not that I don't understand. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that I don't know, that you don't know, that America's Voice News doesn't know, that a lot of people don't know. So we have to look at President Donald Trump's endorsements as strategy and not just politics. There's got to be a strategy behind it. I hope, and I pray to God, and I don't think it's true, but I hope President Trump isn't becoming a politician and continuing to have bad people around him who give him advice to endorse the wrong people. Now, just because 
We don't, just because a lot of us would rather see like a Colonel Allen West be a governor over uh, Greg Abbott, just like a lot of us would rather see one person over another, doesn't mean that that person actually has the ability to win, the ability to go up against a Democrat and win. So I would assume that President Trump's endorsements are very calculated, very strategic, and they're put behind the candidate that he believes actually can win, not who we believe should be in there and who we want. However, it's kind of butts heads with some of these endorsements because our entire agenda is to get rid of rhinos. President Trump actually started us down this pathway to identify, expose, and get rid of rhinos. And we've been doing that so hard for a whole year now that when President Trump actually backs one of these rhinos, we have to say to each other, what in the H-E double hockey sticks is he doing? Now, you either trust that he knows what he's doing or you don't. I trust that he does. I'm not here to say that he shouldn't be picking these people because, hey, maybe he needs them to win. Maybe they have talked and they said, look, I'm the best chance to win. He knows they're the best chance to win, and I will work for you once you're back in the White House. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. But I will say that it's massively confusing to the base, which is us, and show hosts like myself, When he backs somebody who is the same person that he told us to target, identify, expose, and remove from that seat. Now, there's a few endorsements that he's done lately that are catching people's eye, and Abbott is one of them. Yes, Abbott is one of them. But on Tuesday evening, last week, Trump endorsed Morgan Ortegas who served as a State Department spokesman during his administration and is pondering a run for a Middle Tennessee-based congressional district. The announcement has caused a firestorm in the MAGA base, especially with far-right, high-profile backers ranging from North Carolina Representative Madison Cawthorn to conservative activist Candace Owens taking to social media to voice their support for Robbie Starbuck, a rival candidate who's been a mainstay of the pro-Trump movement. That's why it's almost like a, it's a confused backwards slap to the face sometimes. You know what I mean? Because this guy has not, he has not wavered a bit when it comes to the America first, America, make America great again agenda. And he's been behind Trump the whole way. And he's got a base, Robbie Starbuck. But yet Trump goes out there and he, He endorses somebody else who everybody looks at as a rhino. So that's why it's a little confusing, okay? It's a little confusing. I'm not saying jump jump ship on Trump. I'm not saying that. So so nobody take that as that's what I'm even getting at because it's not. What I'm saying is if you're going to give us a directive and we are your base, and I don't know if there's a bigger and stronger base than the kind that we have right here in Life from America family, you can't do that. You can't go against what you're telling us to do because it sends mixed messages. And, and I would suggest President Trump, I know you see what I do sometimes. I would suggest that if you do that, then explain why you did it to us, because we all need to be on the same page. Look, communication is the, is the breakdown of almost everything. If you look at the breakdown of any kind of business deal or any kind of, of, um, agreement contract anything communicate relationship marriage communication is the thing that destroys it all when you really get to the heart of it so we have to have better communication and no you don't owe us any explanation president trump but it would be nice to get a why did you support this guy why did you 
endorse somebody like this or somebody like that when you told us to target these people. So I think we need, I think, and Trump does listen to his base. I will say that. Out of anybody in the, in, in that runs for any kind of office, Trump listens to his base. He does. So let's just get that out there. And let's talk about that more on these uh, sites so that President Trump's team sees that we want a little bit more communication. That's all I have to say about that, okay? That's all I have to say about that. Let's move on. Let's move on and go rhino hunting. Since we're on the topic of rhino hunting, then let's go rhino rhino hunting and let's go right up to the top of the rhino pack, which is Ronna McDaniel. Now, Ronna McDaniel is one-third. She makes up one-third of the McDumdums. You got Ronna McDaniel, Ronna McDumdum. You got Mitch McChina, Mitch McDumdum. And you got Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McDumdum. She makes up one-third of the McDumdum family. Ronna McDaniel is probably the most hated, and I don't mean that as, you know, ill will, like we hate this person as a person. I'm talking about as a politician and as the head of the Republican National Committee, as the chairman, chairwoman, whatever you want to call it, she's probably the most hated there is. And I really, really, I knew this before, but I really found out about it last night when I went to her posts about truckers. She posted, we stand with our truckers in the USA and Canada, no vaccine mandate. Awesome, right? Something that we all say. But coming from Ronna McDaniel, I got to tell you that the stuff underneath the comment section, the comment thread was exactly what I was thinking when I read it. When I read it, here's what I read. We stand with our truckers in in the USA and Canada, no vaccine mandate. I said to myself right away, how about you stand with all of those people who put testimony in about what they seen. How about you put all of those people's witness testimony in about the fraud that they witnessed personally during the election? How about you stand with Arizona? How about you stand with people in Wisconsin? How about you stand with the forensic audits? How about you stand with President Donald J. Trump instead of just using his name to make money? How about you stand for stuff like that? That's what I was thinking. And the comment sections, (laughs) we're not far off, folks. This one person says, sit down, shut up, and resign. You rhino grifters are responsible for this destruction. The scam is up, and we know who you are, and we know who the traitors are. Somebody else right below that. Let's just, you know what? I'm going to go show you the, let's show you the feed. Let me just show you the feed real quick. Here we go. Check this one out. This one put a picture of her and said, number one enemy of the GOP, and put her picture. (laughs) uh well that's a little derogatory so we're not gonna put that this includes you rana resign and it has a picture that says we're watching marxists destroy our country while republicans uh we sent to stop them sit are silent gutless and complicit look at this one the truckers don't stand for the likes of you j6 prisoners are still important look at this one and we stand with the prisoners who have not had due process for January 6th. Where is the law? Lindsey Graham is a snake. Lindsey Graham is the snake in the poem. Let's scroll down here even farther. Oh, look at this. Look at Jesus there. I saw what you did with those ballots. <laughs> look at the way these people talked. Too bad you couldn't unite the GOP to support President Donald J. Trump. It goes on and on and on and on. And it's not just on her getter page. It's on her Twitter page. It's on any post that she posts on social media. Melly says, I hate, I hate when you have to be nice to somebody that you really just want to throw a brick at. <laughs> Look, folks, 
Part of us purging the Republican Party is getting rid of the head and the leaders of this current Republican Party. That means Mitch McDumdum, Kevin McDumdum, and Ronna McDumdum. The trio, the trio, the McDumdum family, the squad. That's our squad. The de- the left has AOC and the rest and 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 Jay Appel and the rest of those morons, and we get these morons. That's our squad. We need to get rid of them if we're ever, 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 ever going to take this country back the way we want to. Period. Period. But it, it, it actually wasn't nice to see that. By the way, that wasn't fun to see. That's the lead. Well, that's the chairwoman of our party. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's just go ahead and cue the music because she's going to get it. Today's Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to Ronna McDaniel. Ronna McDumdum, step down. You're not wanted. As you can see, it's clear the Republican Party does not have any faith in you. Leave. Leave your post. It's the right thing to do. All right. Speaking of the truckers, let's talk about the truckers for a minute because the truckers are actually now being targeted by law enforcement. They're being circled by law enforcement. They're being blocked in where they are by law enforcement for the sole purpose of them starting to arrest these truckers. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Think about this. In a free country where you have the right to peacefully protest, in a convoy that was made to sign contracts to be peaceful, and to exercise their right to protest without causing any harm. Imagine the government coming down on them and starting to arrest them because they're actually saying that they're a national security threat by slowing down and destroying the economy. Think about that. Think about them using laws like transportation laws that say you can't block a highway because you actually might cause some kind of national security and then surrounding these truckers and threatening to arrest them. But you want to know what's great about these truckers, folks, is they all sat around and they took a vote and they said, are we going to allow these police to do this to us and make us leave and make us uh, make us uh, stop blocking this road or are we going to be arrested? And the consensus was we're just going to be arrested. We're just going to be arrested. I'm going to play you a series of videos right now. And these series of videos is going to show you exactly what's going on. Now, this specifically what I'm talking about is in Alberta, in Alberta, Canada, where the SWAT team has surrounded the truckers. Now, these truckers are not part of the actual convoy in Ottawa. These truckers and these protesters are out showing their support for those truckers that went to Ottawa. And what they're doing is they're, they're, they're lining up their trucks on the border of Alberta and Montana, I believe it is. Yep, Montana border crossing. Yep, okay. So let me play you a series of videos right now so you can see exactly what's going on there. And I lo- you gotta love Rebel News, man. They're killing it lately. Rebel News up there in Canada, they're getting the truth out. All right, that's just, there's, like I said, there's going to be a series of videos that I'm going to play. But before we get to the series of videos, let me actually read what's going on. Truckers vow to remain at the Canadian-U.S. border blockade. A standoff has ensued at the Alberta-Montana border where truckers supporting the Freedom Convoy have vowed to remain despite police presence. What's happening is the SWAT team has actually surrounded these truckers and they've sent in um, wreckers. 
uh, big, big, huge truck wreckers to remove these trucks if they don't move them. The truckers are there to support the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa to end all mandates. The RCMP has blocked all roads into the border town, denying supporters access to food and water. After three days of blockading, uh, of blockading the protesters have opened up one lane to let the gridlocked truckers who are not part of the protest uh, let them leave. This decision was made in hopes the police would allow food and water past the checkpoints. The ongoing negotiations have ended on a part one basis and will eventually continue with both sides uh, for a hopeful resolution. So that means the truckers and the police are in talks so that they can open up these roads for the truckers that are not involved in this and they're just trying to get from one place to another. Check out this video of the SWAT team uh, police and the truckers, uh, the wreckers coming through. Yeah, we got the special ops coming through. There's a south bound, just south of uh, Milk River. This is what's coming through. All those are police. Sending in the cavalry, folks. Not allowed to protest, even though it's your country. Um, we just got a, uh, before I show you the next video, I want to highlight this real quick. Kalia just sent in $15 during Rumble for Rumble Ranch. She said, can we please pray for my granddaughter, Rain? She spiked a fever yesterday afternoon and is already immune compromised with health issues. Let, uh, everybody, please put Rain, uh, her granddaughter, in your prayers uh, that she that she gets through the sickness um, uh, well. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's never nice to see a, hear about a kid being sick. So please, please, please pray. Uh, for rain. I would appreciate that. Okay. Let's talk. Let's see what this lady says here. This is another lady that was just interviewed uh, at the border of Alberta and Montana. So you're a, you're a local here, you said. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And can you tell me what you just saw? Okay. Uh, two uh, big black truck tactical units drove by and a big RCMP truck and a bunch of cruisers and an EMS. And also one of the side roads I see is Okay. Now, according to Rebel reporters, um, uh, Kean Simone and Sid Fizzard, who have been on the scene of the standoff since late last night, despite a winter storm and uh, near zero visibility, the protesters have voted to remain. Should they do so, they face fines. Ten, up to $10,000 for first offense and $25,000 as well as jail time. Now surrounded and forced to make a very difficult decision, the motion is passed from the truckers' vote that they are not leaving and that they're staying there. This is real courage, America. Watch this. I'm with you. Hey. Hey. Some they, can they can leave. They can leave. But the only way I'm leaving is in a cruiser. Yes. You know what? That's right. You know what? We're not here. Who's gonna stay? Look at that! Look at that! Amen! Look at that! 
Who's staying? We're surrounded. Yes. Yes. It's all morale, Alex. Keep up the morale. It's time to stand. Let's go, boys. If you're worried about funds, a GoFundMe will pay the money. Alex, they can issue us a ticket for a highway traffic act. That's all they can do. Bring on the ticket. Wow. That right there was inspiring to watch. He says, the only way I'm leaving here is in a cruiser, he says. The only way I'm leaving here is in a cruiser. Who's staying? Don't worry about money. They said, we got money. Now the truckers turned to God, surrounded and cornered by Kenny's government. They turn to God. This is beautiful. Beautiful. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the Amen. Amen. You turn to God, ladies and gentlemen, and guess what? You can't beat God. And there they are saying the Lord's Prayer together, and they're not going anywhere. I want to play you one more video from these truckers up there right now, and then we'll move on to the next story, folks. So, so you guys just came into a decision there that uh, most of you guys are going to stay, and it seems like the compromise is opening a lane. Is that correct? Yes, we're going to open up the, the northbound lane and let the guys that come out part of the U.S. We're going to let them go. We're going to open up that lane and let guys go. Um, but they have to open up a lane on their end to let guys leave because we're actually boxed in here right now. So they did not want to negotiate. So we're going to let that lane go and then we're going to actually go talk to them and see if they're going to compromise. And you said the police weren't uh, willing to negotiate? They were not willing to negotiate when we went down, down there to talk earlier. There was no negotiations. Uh, they didn't want nothing to do with it. So we uh, read the, the charter that we came in in 2020. It says if we open a lane, uh, we can stay here as long as we want. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to open up that lane. And anybody that wants to leave can leave. And anybody that wants to stay can stay. So this way, you know, it's, it's all about freedom, right? Amen. It's all about freedom. Now, there's an American trucker who actually says, don't open the border. Don't open the border. And he's been gridlocked for three days away from his family, even though he's been inconvenienced that much and he understands what's going on. He says, no, don't open the border. Don't believe what the media is saying. We are here on the ground. I love the I love the support. I love it. I love it. I apologize, that wasn't the clip. But anyway, you get, what, you get what's going on, folks. You get what's going on. They're not backing down, and I love it. And I love the fact that Americans are starting to not only support them, but we're already starting to organize here, and we want 700,000 truckers taken out of the workforce and surrounding our capital until they do the same thing here. Somebody said February freedom. You're darn right. We're going to see freedom. We're going to see more than freedom. We're going to see restoration of everything. We're going to see the, the, uh, the rebuilding, the rebirth 
ladies and gentlemen, of America. The last thing you want to do is cross that red line, and they're crossing it every single day. What do they think is going to happen? What do they think is going to happen? You're going to see restoration, healing, rebirth, like you've never seen before in 2022, and I don't know about you, but I'm ready for it. Let's move on. Let's go from Canada to Finland real quick, where much like Canada, Christianity is being destroyed there badly. There's a court case going on right now where two Finnish prosecutors in this highly, highly, highly um, uh, publicized court case are actually saying in their, uh, in their cross-examination that the Bible is nothing but a book filled with hate speech. The Bible is nothing but a book filled with hate speech, said prosecutors in Finland. But before we go there, let me just show you another picture real quick, just to jazz you up. Freedom is closer than it appears, ladies and gentlemen. I love that. What a beautiful sight that is. Freedom is closer than it appears. All right, let's go over to fin, uh, go over to these Finnish prosecutors real quick. As the attacks on Christianity and conservatives around the world continue, this one is just completely m- the most unbelievable. Or is it? But then again, it's not because it's 2022 and the world is going downward, uh, down a spiral real fast. Prosecutors in a case of two Finnish Christian leaders called the Holy Bible hate speech in their arguments this week. While standing trial against the Finnish government in Helsinki, members of the parliament, Pavi Raisanan and Lutheran Bishop, um, and Lutheran Bishop uh, Joanna Pohola, defended a booklet they wrote and published in 2004 defining marriage as between a man and one woman. The prosecutor began the day by trying to explain that this case was not about beliefs and the Bible. She then, and I'm not kidding, folks, she then proceeded to quote the Old Testament Bible verses, said Paul Coleman, a human rights lawyer with Alliance Defending Freedom International, in a phone interview with the outlet. Trial, now, get this, folks. She literally is saying the Bible is nothing but hate speech while quoting from the Old Testament. Trial attorneys, Finnish trial attorneys, who love, um, who have been in and out of the court every day for years, said that they didn't think the Bible had ever been read out like that in prosecution. Coleman then added that the judge cross-examined about, this theology, about his theology, asking for interpretations on the Bible, and if he followed God's law or Finnish law. Quote, I would characterize the day as a modern day inquisition or hearsay trial, Coleman conducted. And the hearsay was that Pi V and Bishop Joanna were on trial against the new sexual orthodox of the day. Coleman said that the trial went on longer than anyone expected on Monday and will conclude February 14th. The court's decision will be released to the two and uh, uh, between two and four weeks after that. And yesterday, five Republican U.S. senators sent a letter to Rashad Hussein, the ambassador at large for the international religious freedom, urging him to monitor the alarming case in Finland against two Christians who have um, voiced 
their deeply held convictions. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just here in America. It's not just in Canada. It's not in Finland. It's all over the world. This is all happening as the global community is trying to destroy our borders, trying to destroy our sovereignty, trying to destroy any freedom that there is left, trying to unite the world under one world government, one world currency. You got that beast of a statue uh, at the UN in New York, which we still have to talk about going and visiting and doing a live from there. You have the uh, Abrahamic house in the United Arab, uh, Arab Emirates, which is combining all religions, but not allowing a cross, not allowing any kind of, uh, of prayer, not allowing any kind of conversion from Muslim to Christianity. Folks, do you see the wheels turning? Unbelievable. But as long as I'm alive, Christianity has a name. As long as I'm alive, Christianity has a purpose. As long as I'm alive, Christianity will be what comes out of my mouth every single day until the day they take me away. And I hope that's the same for every single one of you. Hate speech. All right, I want to. Uh, bef- I know it's late, but I want to highlight a uh, a, a live from America. Um, America Strong Business Company. Now, one thing that you guys all know about me is I'm a musician. And not only am I a musician, I think that music is a language that everybody in the world speaks. It's a language that we all speak. So I want to highlight a small company right now called Higginson Piano Service. Higginson Piano Service. I think we need to keep stuff like this alive. I don't know about you, but I think it's very important. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you live in Idaho... And maybe with the, with the great technology of Zoom, maybe you can take piano lessons on Zoom. I don't see why you couldn't do that. But reach out to Higginson Piano Service if you live in Idaho, or maybe you can do some Zoom and learn the piano. I might just be reaching out to them because I've wanted to learn the piano for a long time. Here's their number, 801-375-5273, or you can email them at Service at gmail.com. I think we need to keep music alive. I think all of us need to learn something in 2022 that we already don't know, something we've wanted to learn for a long time. Why not let it be the piano, ladies and gentlemen? So reach out to Higginson Piano Service. They are on the America's Strong Business page, okay? I want to also remind everybody before we get to the last story here of the day that we do have that big sale going on for the Freedom T-shirts. Right there, you can get two of any color that you want, and you get a box of chocolates for your fat husband. I mean, your beautiful skinny wife. Because that's who should be eating them, not us. (laughs) That sale ends uh, February 8th. uh, So make sure you guys check that out. And one more thing I'd like to tell you. Guys, if you go and purchase anything from MyPillow right now with my promo code, guess what you get? You get a free book. You get his free book, From Crackhead to CEO Against All Odds. And you get that with any purchase right now on MyPillow.com. I'm grabbing the book right now. Any purchase. On MyPillow.com using the promo code LFA and you get Mike Lindell's uh, book against, or what are the odds, not against all odds, excuse me, what are the odds from Crackhead, uh, from Crackhead Addict to CEO. It's a hologram uh, book. You get this absolutely free with any purchase if you use that promo code, just so you guys know if you've been wanting to pick up that book, okay? All right, let's move on to the next story here. And I told you last week. I told you last week that after our own county Republican meeting here in New Hampshire, that the Republican lawmakers here were going to introduce a bill that would make ivermectin over the counter and that you would not need your doctor 
in order to write you a prescription in order to get ivermectin. And folks, that's happening. New Hampshire lawmakers proposed a bill that will allow pharmacists to administer ivermectin without a prescription. Can I get an amen? The live free or die state leading the way. Lawmakers in Concord, New Hampshire are proposing a bill that would allow pharmacists to dispense ivermectin by means of standing orders. Standing order means a written and signed protocol authored by one or more physicians licensed under RSA 329.12 or one or more advanced practice registered nurse licensed under RSA 326B18, the bill stated. The bill is now uh, in committee but is expected to go to the House vote in the coming weeks. New Hampshire residents may soon be able to receive ivermectin from pharmacists without first getting a prescription or approval from a doctor. Proposed legislation titled House Bill uh, 1022 would allow pharmacists to dispense the drug, which some believe can treat COVID-19 even though it lacks approval for such use from the U.S. FDA. By means of standing orders under the law, pharmacists would be able to, quote, dispense ivermectin under the delegated prescriptive authority of the physician or advanced practicing registered nurses. um, Specify a a mechanism to document screening performed and the prescription in the patient's medical record and include a plan for evaluating and treating adverse events, according to the bill. Any such prescription shall be regarded as being issued for a legitimate medical purpose in the usual course of professional practice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the best things that we're doing here in New Hampshire. We got a lot more going on in New Hampshire as far as election security bills and everything else. So I want to give a big shout out to the lawmakers and the Republican Party here in New Hampshire for actually taking matters into their own hands. But don't take our word for it. Japan's company, uh, Kawa, Kawa Company finds that ivermectin is effective against Omicron and all other COVID-19 variants in phase three trial. Kawa, a Japanese company specializing in trading and sales of medicines and medical equipment, announced Monday that ivermectin has an antiviral effect against Omicron and all other COVID-19 variants as phase three clinical trials continue. The clinical trial found ivermectin has an antiviral effect against this new variant, Kawa said, without proving or providing additional information. The study has been supported financially by the Japan Agency for Medical Research and Development at Kitsatu Institute. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, they said the same thing that Pradesh uh, India said, Pradesh India, and the same thing that we've been saying here for months, ivermectin works. Ivermectin works. Oh, it passed today? It passed this morning. Oh, thank you so much. JP Mom, who visited me the other day, she has been killing it here in, um, she's been killing it, ladies and gentlemen, here in New Hampshire. She came and visited me the other day. She said it passed this morning. That's absolutely incredible. That is absolutely incredible. New Hampshire leading the way on this. God bless everybody. Jeremy, did you discuss your governor saying he did not need an endorsement from DJT? Not yet. Not yet, but we're, that's, an, that's a whole nother story, folks. It's a whole nother story. All right, I want to leave you with this. You ready? I hope you don't mind, and I, ho- I know it's going to crush your guys' spirits. I know it is, but ladies and gentlemen, AOC is threatening to leave Twitter. Oh, no. I know that's going to crush your spirits. For all of you out there who are on Twitter, you may no longer be able to see AOC on Twitter. She said she's going to quit Twitter, or she has quit Twitter, over anxiety and negative tweets. Oh, no. 
Oh no! <laughs> How dare you! How dare you! Oh, listen to uh, listen to AOC try to get some attention here. This is funny. She's gonna leave Twitter. I hope you guys are okay with that. When I got when I got COVID, I turned off all my devices, which means I wasn't really on social media that much or anything like that. And I found that when I went to open Twitter up again, so I mean, literally, I would go to open the app, and I almost felt like anxious. People like kind of fight and gossip and all this other stuff so much, but and there's a lot of neg- negativity on there. But I'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> maybe she's going to get her. You guys think maybe AOC is leaving Twitter to go to get her because Getter's better? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what we didn't do today, you guys, though? We did not give the Smarty Award of the Day today. Why? Because the Smarty Award of the Day is going to go to the Live from America audience. You guys created a company here that cannot be stopped. You guys did what you had to do to create a company that cannot be stopped, that gives the gospel, that gives the truth, but not only that, helps people out in need. Is there anything else in the world that is better than that? So for that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give to you because I know, I know how incredibly awesome each one of you is. I want to give you, the Live from America audience, the Smarty Award of the Day because we're just getting started here on Live from America. And the world will know it. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. I hope it was a good show for you. I hope to only continue to get better. I hope to have better content, uh, better information for you to go through 2022 and do what you need to do to spread the gospel, spread joy, and take this country back. If I'm not doing something right, please let me know. All criticism is good. It's good, okay? Remember, folks, there's right ways and there's wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m. for more Live from America from the Live Free or Die State of New Hampshire. Until then, God bless you. Spread the gospel. Hold your families tight. Keep a smile on your face and spread some joy. We'll see you at 5, folks. See you later. God bless you. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.